Swanson to first. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. And lightning has struck twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning are back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Well, boys, we did it. We set out with one goal and one goal only, and we have reached that goal. Let, let let me rhyme off some things here. What do us, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, The Sopranos, and Entourage all have in common? Lots of nudity and violence. That's true, too. Wasn't thinking about it. That's true, too. <laughs> A lot of alcohol consumption. Very much so. Of those, nudity? Of all of those names, <laughs> we're the only ones that got to 100 episodes. How about Whoa. that, guys? Hey! 100 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Pop the champagne, baby. Woo! The it's the Adolfo Bautista episode. It's the only guy I could find who wore a hundred. One a hundred. How you doing, guys? Good. We're I can't believe it. Woo! Yes, we are. We've got alcohol in our hands. I just cracked so a Coke I'm- Zero. Woo! Oh my god. Rashad, have some sugar. It's a big night. (laughs) Let loose, Rashad. You're going to be up till 3 a.m. watching repeats of the Australian Open anyways. (laughs) Can we keep his attention or is he going to watch the Olympics? Like, What time is it in Beijing right now? Or is he going to be watching something else, right, Rashad? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, a big thanks to uh, Mark Woolley the captain of the Owen Sound Attack, for joining us in our last episode of the OT last week, episode 99. It was a great conversation. We loved the feedback, too, from the people who told us they listened. Yeah, big thanks to Kim and Greg and Brent and Zach, uh, Julie, Steve, Courtney, Ron. Thanks to all of the other people who tuned in as well. That's like the romper room there, right? He's just naming names Greg. like the romper. I see, I see Kim and I see Greg. Come on, see Matt. See Matt. <laughs> That's right. I, f- I feel bad. I love my son's name. I think it's unique. I think it's really cool. It'll be the only one. Love like, Crosley. He, he ain't ever going to get called on romper room. They're, they're like, the. He ain't gonna have one of those little magnets at the uh, tour, uh, the 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 souvenir yeah. shop that has Crosley written on it with like a picture of a moose in the background. He, he's never gonna get any of that stuff. I'm gonna have to custom all of this garbage. <laughs> Matt, you don't need to. Crosley's name has just been mentioned on episode 100 of <laughs> For Future it. Consideration. We did it, Crosley, baby. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Keep it down. He might wake up. We don't want to go. <laughs> we don't want to go crazy here. Pop the champagne, baby! Woo! <laughs> so the attacks, big game, in support of Mark's charity, Woolies Warriors, is coming up at the end of the month. So again, uh, go online, uh, WooliesWarriors.com, AttackHockey.com are the two places you can go. Support Mark and all the young athletes who are living and competing with diabetes. That was a really good conversation that we had. And uh, 
Uh, if you haven't listened to it, go back and have a listen. Yeah, and we also received a lot of great feedback about our top pies debate from last week. A few people thought we ranked lemon meringue too high, and Jason suggested we do another poll on Twitter <laughs> similar to the sports movies. He wants a pie bracket challenge. Oh, what do you guys think of that? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty good. That is a great idea. <laughs> Jason. He's going to run our social media account here pretty soon. Can we come up with, uh, would, would we do 16? Would we do 32? How many pies are there? I mean, really, there's any kind of pies. If we're going to count the meringues and the and the key limes like we did there, I mean, the coconut creams and the banana creams, uh, peanut butter Ooh. pie, we could do, uh, we could probably fill a whole bracket if we really wanted to. That's true. We could call it the Sweet 16, huh? huh? Oh, oh my You want to know how you get to 100 episodes? It's like <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and, and then make Great sure you... <laughs> that's right. There's more to come. There's more where that came from. I got another 100 episodes in me. <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> Try the meal. <laughs> Try the key lime. <laughs> And make sure you stay tuned at the end of this episode for details on a special guest who will join us on the OT later this week. But we have some more listener questions to get to. And of course, there's only one place to start. Right, Matt? Great show that you and I have been watching. Ben is starting to lose hope. Mike and Imana said goodbye to each other. And Oh, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Oh, oh, okay. I'm, sorry. I started sorry. from the beginning. I started from the beginning. I know we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the NHL All-Star Weekend. I, I got trapped in something else. I got introduced to quite possibly the best show on television today or in history. <laughs> I'm talking Gino and Jasmine, Caleb and Alina, Kimbali and Soulja Boy. Manny, you got to get on this 90-day fiancé. This is a life-changing program. <laughs> no way you're on this. Absolutely. No way you jumped on this bandwagon. I am, I am not on the bandwagon. I kicked the horse, and I'm pulling the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday night. I'm at my girlfriend's house. It's 7.15. We may have already finished a bottle of wine. We get talking about this show. I know somebody who watches this show. I call John Rashad. We start talking about it. We're talking about storylines. You can't even make this stuff up. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable programming. We talked about that for about half an hour. He had to let us go. We get off the phone with him. We call his wife, Jill. We talked to Jill for almost an hour about this and then went downstairs and watched uh, the first three episodes of this season so that I could get caught up. Man, this is this is the best drama you're ever going to find. No, it's not. It's, you can't pay me enough money to waste my time watching 90 Day Fiance. This is like, as far as plot lines are concerned... Maybe some of the most intense plot lines of any relationship show you've ever seen. And the best part is, and John, you know this, there's like five couples on this show That's at right. the same time. So we're like, oh, I wonder what's going on with Caleb and the little person that he's dating. 
Well, let's find out. Oh, now we've got the soldier boy whose number one fan, Kim, is trying to get him in the sack, and he's putting pillows between the two of them so that she can't even get across. <laughs> we, we got <laughs> now Gino. that's funny. It was brilliant. Now that's funny. Sol- that's soldier funny. boy. We've got Gino and Jasmine. Jasmine is insane. Stop it. I don't want to hear any more of this. It is. This- I'm telling you, it is a great show. This might be the 100th episode we've done together, (laughs) but it also might be the last episode that I do with you guys if you're talking about 90 Day Fiance. (laughs) I have to tell you, you, Matt. found the love of his life. The woman makes him video call her, video call him when he leaves the house for any reason whatsoever. And show show me the picture of the person that you're talking to on camera. Why were you being so nice to that waitress? Why did you tip her? Well, she she gave us pretty good service. Oh, next you're going to come. This is in, healthy. You're, next, you're going to come in and get her phone number. <laughs> it's amazing. I will tell you, Matt. Gino betrays Jasmine in a way you can't even imagine. Stop it! <laughs> Stop recording right now. We got to find this. I'm leaving this show right now. I am leaving I this podcast. Can we it. move on? This is ridiculous. What about Hamza? <laughs> Hamza in Memphis is a little Stop bit more, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What has happened to you guys? The pandemic has turned you guys loopy. <laughs> We love our stories, don't we, Rashad? That's right. And guess who subscribed to Discovery Plus so he can watch them all commercial free now, Manny? On the phone. What? Hold on. Wait a second. We're still talking about this? (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe to DAZN and watch the Super Bowl this weekend. If we have time. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) All right, fine, Manny. If you want to talk sports, if we're going to do that again. (laughs) You guys are off my Christmas list. What the (laughs) hell is going on with you two? Where did did he go to meet the one woman and she hasn't even shown up yet? (laughs) Again, we're a couple episodes behind. She may have showed up at this point, but (laughs) he's going to meet this girl. He's He's been with. For a few years on the internet, she doesn't even show up. <laughs> he's standing <laughs> in the airport in like Peru. That's right. And he admits he's been catfished before. I don't talk before. to you guys for two days <laughs> and this is what happens? Oh my, oh lord. <laughs> oh my god. Children. It was amazing. My wife Jill goes, yeah, Matt called me too, and I caught him all up. We we got talking all about it, and then so Matt subscribed to Discovery Plus, so now he can watch all the episodes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's only Fantastic. six. It's only six ninety nine a month, man. It's a great value. I tell you, John, if you guys are looking for a little extra pocket change, I don't know where or how you get this job, but. Jill, who's still in my phone, is Jill Young, by the way. I didn't realize I still haven't changed her last name. Mine, (laughs) too. Now, that's funny. That's funny. (laughs) She sold us on Discovery Plus like it was drinking water that we needed to survive. (laughs) 45-second pitch. The the credit card was already out. Best $6.99 we've spent as a couple. (laughs) 
Oh my God. Can I defriend you guys? Like what happens here? Can we move it along? Rashad. All right. All right. My goodness. I, we've spent 10 minutes talking about this bullshit. All right. Let's play a clip. The Super Bowl. better not be 90 day fiance. <laughs> I didn't think about that actually. <laughs> Stafford lifts that left leg, calling for the snap, along the shotgun. He gets a four-man rush, clean platform. He deals left side. Cooper Cup in the end zone. He's a cheat code. Touchdown, Cooper Cup. Touchdown, LA. And if you're going to choose to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday instead of 90 Day Fiance, the LA Rams will take on the Cincinnati Bengals for the NFL Championship. Guys, who do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I know who I don't have. <laughs> whoever, Soldier Boy and Gino and whoever the hell you're talking about. You know there. the names, now you're in. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, I do have one question before we move on. Is this the Soldier Boy who did the dance and the music and the, that sort of thing? Is this the same? No, this soldier is an boy? unknown Soldier Boy. Who calls himself Soldier <laughs> calls Boy. calls himself Soldier Boy. See? Who's, That's it. Who's I am 30, done with this conversation. What are we talking old. about? No, don't say anything, Matt. <laughs> 32 Enough. years old. This is the second girlfriend he's gone after who's a 50-plus-year-old woman. John, ask your exactly. question again. <laughs> Who do you guys got in the Super Bowl? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. My goodness, I can't believe this. Millions of people will be crowded around their televisions to watch the Super Bowl. And we're talking about some backwater show. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Rams-Bengals. Here we go. NFL championship. Uh, I think this will be a really good game, actually. I think what we've seen in the playoffs with every game going down to the wire for the last two weekends of playoff action, I think this will be a very tight game. I just look at the Rams and see what they have, and I go, wow, that's a lot. I love Joe Burrow. I think he's great. I think the Bengals have an edge at running back with Joe Mixon. Of course, they have Jamar Chase, but then you look at Stafford, you look at Odell, Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, is back and getting healthy. And then you look at the defense. Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, Jalen Ramsey to cover Jamar Chase. The fact that Cincinnati's O-line is horrible, I think makes a difference. And I think the Rams win this. Yeah, I agree. I think that there's just a huge mismatch on offense. And I don't think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be able to match the Rams at all. I I want to I always look for whatever I would pick with my heart and where I think the best storyline is going to be and I think Joe Burrow has put his name on the map in in the NFL a hundred percent more than than it was before I give him a ton of credit for where he is and and this is one of those games right this is uh, it always is and especially for these two quarterbacks this is a legacy game Matthew Stafford has never been anywhere near this before. Will this be too much for him? Uh, Joe Burrow has never been at this kind of level before, but he's won a Heisman. He's won a, a, a national championship. So this isn't as 
unfamiliar or infamiliar as, as it's going to be. I think it does make a little bit of a difference that the Rams are going to be at home for this, even though nobody cares about the Rams in Los Angeles. Um, to me, this comes down to the difference between the front seven of the Rams defense and the offensive line for the Bengals. Joe Burrow was sacked 51 times in the regular season. The only reason he wasn't sacked more against Kansas City was because he played out of his mind. Can he do it again? If Cincinnati's going to win, Joe Burrow has to have the best game of his career by far. I don't see it happening. I like the Rams in this one, and I like it a little bit wider than most people do. And I I, I don't know. I, I You know, Joe Burrow has been great, right? Uh, and uh, it sounds like we all agree that, that the offense of the Rams and then the defense, the front of the Rams defense makes a difference, right? But if Joe Burrow wins, is he the new face of the NFL? I think he's the face of the NFL now. I think if if he loses, I really don't think it, it tarnishes much of his reputation unless it goes really bad for Joe Burrow on Sunday. I, I think he's got it made now. I think, you know, he's got the swagger the NFL needs. He's got, you know, the the cachet. The one thing that I think people are getting tired of of the face of the NFL right now is Patrick Mahomes and maybe his significant other where Joe Burrow doesn't necessarily have that or may have many of them. We never know. But um, I I think he's already enshrined himself in, in that spot. And I think this is going to be, like I said, a a legacy game. If you're going to come down to these two teams of who you think is going to be back in the Super Bowl next year, who have would have the better chance. It's the Rams all the way. I think this is a bit of a Cinderella run for the Bengals. I would not expect the Bengals to be here next year. So if you can pull it off, man, that's that's it for you. You you took the biggest underdog in the playoffs to a Super Bowl championship in the history of the NFL. You don't really have to do much more to, to get your name on the video game next year. And Matt, you touched on people not caring about the Rams. Did you guys see that there were about 30,000 people at the Bengals Super Bowl pep rally? And then the Rams, it looked like about 500 people showed up. It looked like a high school pep rally. Well, it's been an, it's been an issue for the Rams all year. The opposing team has more fans in the Los Angeles stadium than the Rams do. And it's it's been an issue since they moved to this new stadium that they share with the Chargers. And because Manny and I watched this video a little while ago, they were asking people at the beginning of the playoffs how long they've been Rams fans. And there's edited videos, and they may have talked to 100 people. We never know. And they only show seven or so in the video just to make it funny. But of the seven that they did show, all seven of them said, oh, I've been a huge Rams fan since they moved here. They've been here three damn years. You're not a fan. <laughs> you don't know who these people are. Exactly. Matthew Stafford could be interviewing you right now. You don't know who he is. <laughs> so, no, I never I never will. I, I've got uh, – uh, there's the exhibition teams and the teams that don't draw. is always the battle that I've had with, with friends of mine of who deserves the championships less you know, when Vegas was making their run, did they really deserve it because they were brand new? A few years ago when Nashville was making a big run, did they really deserve it? Yeah, because those buildings were packed and those people were going crazy. And I don't care if they're not Predators fans or what. They were decked out and they were going wild at those games. So if you go to the NFC Championship game with a chance to go to the Super Bowl at home and you have to put up a block of 
where people can buy tickets online by zip code, you got a problem, and that's not a, a fan base that I would want to get a chance to celebrate. We got a question from Lawrence and Wingham who asked if we're looking forward to the game or the halftime show with Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Kendrick Lamar. I'm kind of excited for that. This one's got a chance to be one of, if not the best halftime shows ever. I think this is up there already with the talk and, and the names and all that are in there of of some of the great halftime shows. And this to me is... I, I may be looking at this a little bit more severe than most. If this is not entertaining, I don't think we see the Super Bowl halftime show the way that we've always seen it. I think it's time to change it. Because if this doesn't blow people out of the water, when you bring those many that many people in, if there's mixed reviews, if this and that, like it's time to change what you do. Like you might it might be time to bring David Blaine out to do a card trick because We've gone through basically every single entertainment type of music, type of artist over the last decade, and it, it hasn't stuck. And there have been dancing uh, dancing uh, sharks with Katy Perry and whatever The weekend was doing with his face and his performance. And, I mean, they're, they're missing the target way too much that I think if this one doesn't go over, we might see a change in how they do the halftime show. Yeah, do you think that they'll go back to something more classic rock if they get a bit of uh, grief from the fans? It seems like a, a lot of people want like the Rolling Stones, Aerosmith, those kinds of bands. Like I, I don't think um I don't think they'll go back necessarily. They they might change it again. Uh I'm sort of with with Matt. Like, you know, this is um this has to be epic, I think. Although I always wondered, and I said this when it first came out, because I love the lineup. I think this, I'm really looking forward to it. I love the lineup. But did they have to give us all five? Like, give us Dr. Dre and Eminem, and then, oh, Mary J. Blige shows up. And then Snoop Dogg shows up, and Kendrick Lamar. And, you know, it'll blow people away that, oh, my God, did you see who else who appeared in the halftime show? And shocked, like, they've given us the whole gamut of the lineup here i don't know if it was actually necessary like um was surprised a few fans and i think you would win a few people over because in the end i think you're going to have people who love it and people who hate it just like last year people loved the weekend but people didn't like the performance either and didn't know what the heck he was doing with all the lights there and and that sort of thing last weekend you're going to get people who who love it or hate it um in this case, I love the fact that it's more than one performer. I wish they held a little bit back and then shocked the world during the halftime show. I'm going to double down on you, Manny. I think they are. I think because this is Jay-Z's entertainment company that's putting this on, right? Yes. I he, mean, he was hired by the NFL, right? He's he's a fool if he doesn't show up. And who knows who he brings out out of that. The only thing that I'm concerned with of, of this when you look at that lineup, and again, if, if somebody else else shows up, and I think there will. I'll, I'll go down to, on, on betting there's going to be more than just that. That's a short halftime show for that many people. Like, yeah. you're going to get through 40 seconds of each of these groups or each of these artists' number one songs. You're probably going to have to mash a couple of them together. I don't, I don't think, and that's, 
that to me sounds like I'm a little concerned with you're going to just get into a song and then you're going to change it again. Then you're going to change it again. Then you're going to change it again. It could jump around a little too much, but I'll, I'll double down on that, Manny. I think we're going to see at least one more person that's not on that initial lineup. Yeah, there's only so mics to go around. Yeah. So many mics, right? The American Gaming Association issued a news release this week and said over 31 million Americans plan to wager close to $8 billion on the Super Bowl. I know you guys are going to be betting, so I thought I'd put together some office pool bets and get your picks. Okay, okay. here we go. How much, right. how much we got to put in here? <laughs> $8 billion. I, I, just, I just gave some mechanic 1500 bucks for my car, and I don't even know what he fixed, so I'm in the mood to just hand out money. Let's we got to make that back. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, yeah. You paid seven bucks a month for Discovery Plus for that garbage. You got more money than you know what to do with. Well, when I, when I can't afford to have a car, guess what I'm going to be watching? <laughs> okay, Rashad, we need your picks too. What do we got? All right. Who will be shown first during the national anthem? Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford? Joe Burrow, base of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll take the other one. I'll take Matt Stafford. Yeah, I was going to take Matt Stafford, too. Okay. Okay, will the coin toss be heads or tails? Can't heads. go against heads. Yeah, I'm going to go tails just to be difficult. <laughs> of course you are. That's right. And then what will happen first, an interception or a fumble? Ooh. <clears throat> That's tough. I'm going to say interception. Yeah, I would say interception as well. I don't think either of these teams are really going to run the ball that much. That's why I would suggest <laughs> that it's going to it's going to the the first fumble may end up being the Rams defense getting to Joe Burrow, uh, but I'll say interception as well. Okay, I'm going to say fumble. I'm going to say someone's going to just do a quick little pass right at the beginning and Rashad, someone's going you to put have some money on uh, that first scoring point being uh, from a safety. You're already inching towards retirement. <laughs> yes, guy. You could buy 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> and then uh, who will sing first in the halftime show? Uh, I think I'm going to go Dre. I'm going to go with the man uh, who kind of stands out, maybe not for the reason that you want to, and say, suggest they're just going to get Kendrick Lamar out of the way real quick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no big Kendrick Lamar fan over there. What do you think, Rashad? Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Snoop Dogg. Okay. And then they'll save Mary J. Blige. Like she'll have a big entrance. I think. All right, and then uh, will Eminem wear a Lions jersey? No, he better not. <laughs> <laughs> a Stafford Lions jersey. Do you think he'd wear that, one? That would be pretty funny, though. <laughs> rep in Detroit he'll wear the old English D you know what Manny I'm going I'm going way out on a limb here he's going to show up with a number one Lou Whitaker Tiger jersey I would love to see that I would love to see that and then I'm going out and buying the catalog after that <laughs> I will buy all the Eminem catalog <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, what, what's I'm, he doing I'm going to say Eminem won't wear a Lions jersey Okay, we're all no there. And then, will there be a scoring play in the final two minutes of the game? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to say so too. Just I with the way yes the finishes well. have been during this these playoffs. Yes, I'm going to say there's going to be a scoring play in the last two minutes. It's not going to flip the lead, though. 
Oh, that's an interesting side pot. Mm-hmm. Ah. No, I think the game's going to be close, so I'm going to say it's going to flip. All right, and then uh, who will win the MVP? I mean, you normally have to go quarterback, right, uh, of, of whatever team is going to end up being. So I'm going with Aaron Donald of the Los Angeles Rams defense. That's a good pick. <laughs> I'm going to go Stafford. Yeah, I'm going to go Stafford as well. The line is minus four. So, Matt, you said you think it's going to be a line. I'm going to take the line, yeah. Okay. What about you, Rashad? Hmm. Yeah, I'll go with Matt too, yeah. Take the line as well. Huh. Kimbali. I don't know. I think it's going to be a field goal game. <clears throat> and uh, 49 and a half, I'm taking the over. 49 and a half. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll take the over. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say over too. I'll, there's been, there's I'll been say a lot I of think scoring. the over is going to be tighter than the point spread. Okay. We got some good bets there, boys. This will be good. Yeah, I think this will be really fun. Okay. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I got to be honest. I have goosebumps. Unbelievable. My God. And now it's time for our play of the week. And the race came down to the wire. Bedard to bring him up for Regina. One on two. Step by the defenseman to the net. The deke and he scores. Oh, my. Does it get any better than that? Connor Bedard puts on a show. He finds the back of the cage. Building buzzing on the road. Regina back in this thing. Trail it two to one. Connor Bedard of the Regina Pats scores what might be the goal of the year in the Canadian Hockey League, dangling a defenseman before putting the puck and stick back through his legs and then roofing the puck upstairs for an unbelievable goal. A great goal. It got 47.6% of the vote in our Twitter poll. At the last minute, funny enough. And the Leamington Flyers goal by Jason, is it Duresh? Jason Duresh, remember the name. 45.2%. So it beat them by 2.5%. A 2.5% difference. That was a nice goal too. Did you just get the Leamington Flyers to vote for... Jason's goal, or what'd you do? Look, I've, I, I've got numbers here to show that this was a scam anyways. So <laughs> look at this. Okay, Trump, take look, it easy. Yeah, through, the voting machines, huh? For future considerations, uh, uh, Twitter page for the last little bit. Ryan Polidori's unbelievable save. Should have been the play of the week for that week. Gets 686 views of that save. The most that we've had in almost a calendar year. No way. Stop. Let's just stop. No way. Hello. (laughs) What about the Canadian soccer goal? You're still getting alerts by the retweets and likes on that post. The Flyers weren't playing then. It's okay. (laughs) They had to find something else to do. The people at Twitter needed to kind their their number two. That's all right. Look, the people are still doing it today. You go into a poll right now. Because they, they're they're drawn to the Flyers. You go on the poll right now, Jason Duresh's goals viewed 267 times. Connor, what's his name? Connor Bedard? Shane Bedard? What's his name? Connor Bedard? <laughs> There's more people on this call than people that watched that. But this was a scam from the start. This was laid out by by Manny Pava, who was... Oh, a- shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did the, I, 
don't think Jason's goal should have been the one in the final four. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember distinctly having a midweek conversation with you, Manny, where you said that you were going to lose it if Jason Duration's goal won. And then all of a sudden, the 66% lead that he had vanished just in the nick of time. Do you think I have like a hundred burner accounts? Is that what you're insinuating? I I think you went up and down the jealous Western conference of the (laughs) GOJHL and said, this cannot happen. Hey, LaSalle, everybody vote for Bedard. Hey, Chatham, everybody. Kamoka. (laughs) Kamoka does. Kamoka's a good team. They don't like us. They actually, they, they play pretty good against us. So they wouldn't mind doing that. Oh yeah. I know. I, you got your people with the rockets. I know you got your people with with the Strathroy Rockets, baby. I know. I know. It's funny. You go through, you can see all the results. Rockets, 1-1-2, Rockets. Oh, man. Listen, that Connor Bedard goal deserved it. That was an amazing goal. The fact that that kid does it in real time is is ridiculous. It really is. Like, that. that's, that's really... Like of the of the, not even for the goals that we saw in the last week. Like that's the second best goal I've seen all year. Jason, uh, give us give props to Jason. First year in the Leeming with the Leamington Flyers. It is yes. Our play of the week is brought to you by <laughs> London Awnings. Quality that shows. And remember to hop on podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram. You can see the videos. And uh, on Mondays, we will ask you for the play of the week. We'll vote throughout that. We'll post the results on Wednesday. And you better hope you vote for the one that Manny wants. Because if you don't, you're going to lose somehow anyways. Listen, I've lost several times. My, my play has lost several times. I actually debated between Bedard and the basketball dunk. How about the basketball dunk getting zero votes? Zero votes. It was Jason Duresh, Trevor Zegris's goal in the skills comp. Yep. Plus the basketball dunk and uh, Connor Bedard's goal. And speaking of which, we talked about this in last week's debate, the NHL All-Star Weekend. Rob in Etobicoke wanted to know if we ended up watching it or not. Uh, I didn't watch a lick of the All-Star game. I watched a little bit of the skills competition just to see how the new Vegas uh, themed events went. Um, listen, I think we've talked about this before, right? It's it's a chance for the NHL to showcase its stars, but also to shake hands with some of their biggest advertisers and biggest corporations who spend money, right? Maybe the young fans really enjoy seeing the superstars of the game, too. The only thing that I really liked is we actually saw some personality from some of the players, like Zegris, like Alex DeBrincat, who teamed up with um, Derek Carr and did a uh, hangover spoof, right? I I like to see the personality. I thought that was really good. Yeah, I have to admit, I didn't see a second of it. I ended up getting into the Olympics, and then my wife is in news, so she was having to follow all of the uh, the trucker convoy stuff all weekend as well. And then I got into the uh, women's hockey, the Canadian women, uh, winning, winning with their masks on. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the game against the States the other night as well. So yeah, I've I've kind of gotten Olympic fever in the last couple of days. 
I watched some of the highlights uh, of, of the All-Star game and, and saw a couple of the goals and the fastest skater and all that stuff, uh, and, and I thought that was cool. But for me, it was Caleb and Alina, Gino and Jasmine, real-life real life stuff that, that was capturing my weekend. That stuff's fake. Oh, man, you just don't believe in true love. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay my wife doesn't listen to that (laughs) oh i thought you i thought you were gonna say she doesn't believe in true love either (laughs) maybe that's true too are you ready and now it's time for rapid fire we have a few questions from listeners todd in detroit wants our opinion on jim harbrock coming back to michigan you know this pisses me off (laughs) I'm about to have a strong opinion about something for the first time in a hundred episodes. Sure. (laughs) Since ten minutes ago. (laughs) Since Jason DeRaish lost the poll on Twitter. (laughs) Why are you going on these interviews, man? Why are you going on these interviews and then coming back and saying, oh, this is where I'm going to be, this is where I want, I don't see that happening again. Like, Why? Because your stock is as high as it's ever going to be because you actually got out of the Big Ten for once in your life, in your overrated coaching life, you actually won a couple of meaningful games, and so now is the time that you're thinking about jumping ship, and then all of a sudden you come back and say, oh no, I'm not going to, that was for, that was for the experience, that was, if I'm a player that, that plays for the Michigan Wolverines, that is a piss off to me. That our coach is just going to dip his toe in the water and then coming back and saying, oh, no, this is where I wanted to be all along. Plus, you're interviewing in Minnesota? Who's going to Minnesota? Why is you telling me of all the head coaching jobs that have come up that your name has been thrown around for that you've said, no, 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 I, I'm not doing that. I'm not. The Minnesota Vikings job is the one that you went and talked to. This is a this is a slap in the face, I think, for Michigan. I've really lost interest in the Wolverines over the last few years, and it's because of this guy. I'm done with this guy. I don't fault him for trying to better himself. I, I, I didn't like Minnesota's situation. There's too many holes there. It would have been a bad move for him to go to Minnesota over Michigan. But I don't fault him to try to better himself and improve. The players themselves are trying to get to the next level. Why can't the coach get to the next level? Again, listen, the biggest thing for me is that I think Michigan's going to falter because they lost their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Yeah. So they're starting from scratch again. I think that's going to affect Harbaugh more than the fact that he went interviewing for another job in the NFL. Situation in Michigan's not that good with the loss of Gaddis and McDonald as the coordinators. Because he doesn't believe in his own team right now. They finally get over the hump. His stock as a college coach is never going to get higher than this. Look, I disagree. He believes in his team. He just doesn't have the right personnel to help lead the team because he can't do it himself. It took him seven years to get this team together. What you know, college football, you you need to bring in guys, high level caliber players that can play. Yeah. Instead of 
instead of trying to tra- get transferred QBs. Yeah, and he, came he actually recruited QBs, and they actually performed. Yeah, he he he, had, he hadn't done it yet, so he finally gets these guys. He finally builds a team. He gets past the Big Ten. He's through all that stuff, and, and now all of a sudden, it looks like you're not going to reach this top of the mountain again already. Now you're starting to look for other jobs. How do you come back to the room no, and no, explain no. to these guys? No, no, no. That was just. I mean, that was just to see what what I could find. But this is really where where my heart is, guys. I get what you're saying, Manny, and these players trying to improve themselves. But these players have a time limit. They only have two or three years before they either have to make the jump or they just never make the jump. He's already. He, he, he's a coach. He's a head coach. He could coach until he's 70 if he really wants to. The fact that he's even teasing going somewhere else after his most successful season to me is like, okay, I've done everything I think I can do here. I'm going to try to go somewhere else. And he didn't like the Michigan, uh, Minnesota situation, and so now he's got to come back and eat crow. No, I, I, I disagree with you there. I think as a coach, you can go to the next level whenever you want. It's the next level. You're always bettering yourself. He came back and then lost his coordinators. He didn't lose his coordinators before. He came back and lost his coordinators. Uh, They weren't all of a sudden calling about those guys. He didn't come back from that interview and then all of a sudden people took interest in his defensive and offensive coordinators. He knew the writing on the wall. And you know what? If he didn't, that's even more embarrassing. Just because they're interviewing for other jobs doesn't mean they're getting it. Ask Brian Flores. On that note, the final coaching hires have been made in the NFL. Dennis Allen in New Orleans, Lovey Smith of the Houston Texans, Doug Peterson in Jacksonville, Mike Daniel in Miami. Who do you guys think will have more success? Wow. that's There's a lot of bad situations there. Um, Doug Peterson in Jacksonville. He's got a quarterback who didn't play so well in his rookie year, but not much else. New Orleans is like $76 million over the cap and used four different quarterbacks. We all know Houston's a dog's breakfast. So I'm going to go Mike McDaniel in, my, in Miami. They've got to figure out in a hurry what they have in Tua. But uh, McDaniel seems like a very energetic, young, offensive mind. At least he's got some good energy that he can rally around the players. You know, this this Mike McDaniel guy, I didn't know much about him. He is an odd dude, isn't he? He's great. He's he's fantastic. And he's extremely smart and has an outstanding press conference. And to me, he gets bonus points because he looks like Paolo Costanzo, who, if you remember the movie Road Trip, was the stoner guy who at the end ended up uh, starting the magazine uh, or whatever it was that uh, uh, that was ended up being his his career uh, his career path after they they finally got back from their trip. So he gets bonus points for that. I'll say I'll go with Doug Peterson in Jacksonville because I think he can work with Trevor Lawrence. And I mean, for Jacksonville, from the disaster that they were under to pull a <laughs> Super Bowl winning head coach, and it wasn't that long ago. I think that's a great draw for Jacksonville, and, and I think he's he's going to be in the best spot of, of that group. And guys, since the food questions have gone over pretty well in the last two debates, here's another one. Today is National Pizza Day, so pineapple or no pineapple on pizza? I, uh, I'm a pineapple guy. I don't mind pineapple on pizza. I love it. Yeah, me too. I'm all about it. You know why you guys are crazy? 
<laughs> Stand back. I've got an opinion about this. <laughs> you know what? I would never order a Hawaiian pizza for myself, but I was over at my girlfriend's parents' place on the weekend. They had stacks and stacks of pizza. One of the first pizzas I open, a Hawaiian, grab a slice off of there. It's fantastic. It's it's a great addition to a pizza. Yeah, 100%. And if you go to Boston Pizza, they have a Royal Hawaiian. I'm trying to remember what else is on it, but uh, the additional ingredient, I'm going to look it up. Um, it's fantastic as well because uh, my wife gets it. She can't finish the last piece, and then I get it, and so it's great. You swipe that from Bruno? <laughs> what kind of father are you? <laughs> There's one piece left. You starve, my man. <laughs> it's funny because actually the last three bites of any meal that I have are reserved for the damn dog. <laughs> oh, it's uh, the Royal Hawaiian has Thai honey garlic, gouda, provolone, parmesan, mozzarella, red onions, bacon, ham, and pineapple. <laughs> that's nice. Wow, that's a, that's a lot more than a regular <laughs> Hawaiian pizza. Yeah. That's nice. I like that. And now a request for Pump It or Dump It. And this one is from our faithful listener, Kiefer, oh, who was no. struck out before. <laughs> and he's not giving up, though. Here's his submission. This time I know, I know, I know. There's no looking back. It's all in the past. I'll let you go, you'll go, you'll go. The lot that we had is making me sad. You keep saying, you hate me. I'll let you go, you'll go, you'll go. The song is called Let You by Eon Dior. So, Kiefer, <laughs> guys, what do you think? Bump it or dump Kiefer, it? Kiefer's got a batting average that's worse than Adam Dunn in his <laughs> days with the Chicago White Sox and the Cincinnati Reds. If you want to look that uh, those numbers up on baseball reference. <laughs> that guy struck out more times than uh, I did at the clubs before. <laughs> and that's a lot. That, oh, I tell you, anything that moved. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> all you need is one uh, all you need is uh, one there's <laughs> and this song this ends my losing streak this song i will pump there's yeah. there's a beat to it i like it see i liked last week's too but i also like this one as well i would say that this of the kefir submissions is the best <laughs> I will also suggest that if this song is banging inside in Manny's place and we're getting there, I'll be outside. I'll, I'll, hear, <laughs> I'll hear the beat. I'll hear some of it. Uh, I'm not I'm not rushing back to hear this one again. I'm going to open the windows so you can hear it outside. How's that? <laughs> and that ends another lively debate. Yeah, but that's yeah. not it for the week. Boys, you think we're done? You think we're just about to hang it up at, at episode 100 after what we just went through? <laughs> no way. We're coming back for more. The OT on Friday. We're going to be joined by special guest, emphasis on special, Jamie Campbell, the host of Blue Jay Central on Sportsnet, is going to be joining us. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that conversation. We'll talk to him about broadcasting and, of course, Blue Jays baseball and then baseball overall. We'll see if he agrees with some of Matt's uh, rants that he's had on Major League Baseball over the last 100 episodes. Should be Let's fun. get him talking about Spencer Torkelson. 
I'm I'm a little <laughs> bit tired because uh, I know we're going to get into Vlad Jr. And I get it. Let's start talking about the real future of baseball. Riley Green and Spencer, Tor- Spencer Torkelson. Did you see the athletic article? Oh, um, those two guys behind the plate. This team's going to yes. be unbelievable. The Tigers are coming, baby. Hey, in the meantime, before the Tigers arrive, go to social media. <laughs> <laughs> great segue. <laughs> for, for more debate and great content, podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram for future considerations on Facebook as well. Take a look at all of those social media platforms. You can vote, you can share, you can like. It's it's like we're for real. So join us on any of those channels. <laughs> and if you want to be a little bit more old-timey, you can always use email. You can uh, send your questions, comments, and topic suggestions at uh, considerations at gmail.com. We want to thank our sponsors on this episode. Number 100. Big thanks to Shane Topolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor, specializing in sport training and nutrition, and London Awnings quality that shows they've been with us from almost the very beginning. Yeah, boys, my cup's getting a little empty. Let's go uh, get the, the champagne going here. Episode 100. Cheers, Jack. Cheers, boys. Thanks for coming along for the ride. We're just getting started here on For Future Considerations. Wait, we're doing more? We're doing more of these? That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their M.O. for the last three years. Tonight I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.